Welcome back to Set Apart Women. We are your hosts, Jamie Lynn Wellno <laughs> and Candace Hart. We are so excited you're here today. This is yeah. a good one. We've had so many cool testimonies from women about our last episode on gossip. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. I feel like this is like part two of maybe this is getting part, part two. We're series. yeah. I feel like this is like a girl series, like girly totally. girl. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like let's just go there. You know, yeah. let's just be real. Um, today we're talking about comparison. And we are going to come in the opposite spirit of encouragement, but we are addressing comparison with examples. I feel our generation loves examples. I don't know about you guys. I just heard a sermon from Patricia King that last weekend on events. It is a game changer. What would the game changer was were the examples she gave uh-huh. that were like, whoa, I didn't even know that I needed to ask for forgiveness and repent for, or not ask for forgive, ask the Lord for forgiveness, but yeah, repent excuse me. It just seems like a weird hiccup thing. <laughs> um, oh, I'm getting delivered. <laughs> it's a sign of deliverance. Um, but yeah, it was That's amazing. Really cool. And so we're hoping that that, that we can, we're going to dive in though, but mm-hmm. also we're really excited about all the events. If you're not following us on Instagram yet at set apart women, go check it out. Yeah. We're on YouTube, Instagram podcast, and yeah, we love to hear from you. We really do. The quickest way you can get a response from us is Instagram. I will say that. So to message it's us. true. But yeah, we want to talk about comparison. We want to talk about the heartache it causes. The it can be so so damaging. And yeah, just kind of We've what been it is. there, been there, done that, We've marinated yeah. in it. Totally okay. And it's still it still veers its head. There are yeah. temptations that still come. So we're just being real. One hundred one dot com. And if you're going to listen to this and if you're going to hear yourself, I love this too, because oftentimes people can give examples and the Holy Spirit will remind you of your own personal current example or past example that maybe had nothing to do, but all of a sudden he's bringing to light something else similar. And we want to encourage you when you hear this to take very seriously what comes to heart or mind and um, to take it before the Lord repent and confess and move on. And another thing that I want to say, and my husband and I were talking about this yesterday is, you know, when people do ministry calls, something may not come to mind. Guess what? First of all, I hope that pride doesn't keep something from coming to mind, but don't self-evaluate yourself to the point where you're like, well, something has to come to mind. Don't manifest it. Yeah. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. This may not be, it is so possible for this to not be anything that you battle with in life. So especially if you've overcome it. So we're not trying to ask you to find it or muster it up. So don't self-evaluate to the point where it like becomes some weird idol. Okay. Anyways, I just want to say that it doesn't come up. It doesn't keep come up. Keep listening to other podcasts and let's go. Okay. <laughs> or it shows you how go. to encourage women who are in this space yes! because this is hurtful. Like this really is an awful place to be in. We've both been in at times. And I just remember for years, years, years thinking I would never measure up. I never could measure up and it doesn't matter if you're in the church or out of it. And a lot of women, even after receiving Jesus in their heart, still think that it's okay to be in this place just because they don't know any different. It destroys relationships. It also keeps you from relationships that would be absolutely epic. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in. Yeah. Well, let's first address the Lucifer thing. Okay. So um, I don't know, y'all, I think it's been thrown around a lot lately and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know what that was. I'm not sure. um, It's always correct. The Luciferian spirit. So Lucifer was made, created by the Lord, and he was a beautiful, beautiful angel. And he was, um, I don't know if y'all knew this, he was like over worship. To say, when I say this, he had instruments built into himself, and he would be in front of the throne. So when the glory of God would show, shine through, like the glory of God just goes, like it, you can't contain it in this little thing. And it would actually go through him and it would create music in all of heaven. And Lucifer did not want that praise going to the Lord. He wanted to look at himself. He wanted to be noticed. He wanted to be praised and worshiped for what he could do. And the, the rest is history. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally his desire to be seen and be mm-hmm. noticed caused him to fall from heaven with a third of the angels. That's yeah. insane. That's a lot. And this is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and the Lord has been speaking to me a lot about is this is why celebrity Christians fall a lot of the time because all of a sudden this fame gets to them and the world kind of hooks in 
And Lucifer wants us to experience what he's experienced. The difference is he can never come back to God. He can never come back to the father. His jealousy and comparison is raging like fire on the earth. And he wants to consume anybody he can with it. So when this temptation comes, doesn't mean you have to give in. You could be like, that's gross. I disagree. And come at it with the opposite spirit, come at it with love. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but literally Lucifer fell from his amazing place in heaven, from comparison, jealousy, desire to be seen, pride, all the things. So keep that in mind. I don't want to look like him. I want to look like Jesus. And and especially women, we are so called to empower and encourage. So we're going to dive into scriptures and go for it. Do you want to start or do you want me to? Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about what comparison is or why? Why do we compare each other? Um, the biggest one, yeah, it's from lack of it's from lack of knowing who you are in God and an insecurity. If you don't know who you are to God, what He created you for, then you're constantly seeking affirmation from other people. And when you do that, you're going to compare. You're going to be like, oh, this person is more noticed by these people, and they do all these works at church, but this person's getting noticed. It's it's harmful, and I think we struggle with it more. And I hate to say this. This does not end in the church, y'all. I feel like it is more damaging in the church than it is in the world because we are supposed to show what it looks like to live in Christ. And to live in Christ is you're walking with authority. You're walking with confidence and joy and peace. And if you have a spirit of comparison, you're not walking in any of those things. And you're showing more of the world, what the world looks like, but to people who are in the church. When I was on staff at a church one time, we were, we were coming to grips with our own definition of humility and we ended up coming up with this and I absolutely loved it um shout out to David Porcadue because I just remember him writing it on the board humility is knowing who you are and being confident in that place but it's also recognizing who the people around you are and who God created them to be and it's making space for both and it's preferring one over the other and there's that's one of the scriptures I want to share too but I I agree. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who God is first, you can't know who you are. But if you know who God is and that he made us all unique, you could have the exact same calling. You could write a book on the exact same topic and it would be totally different than the person writing it. Why would you compare yourself when both sounds need to be heard? Because both sounds may reach two totally different audiences. But if you know who you are and you know who God is, I think it's that simple. I don't even think that, and we're going to read through scriptures and the scriptures are going to call out what the issues are, but yes, I'm glad that you started off with that. So first Peter four ten. each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards in God's grace and its various forms. So I like the way, um, my husband actually addressed the youth with, he brushed over just our gifts in the church. And he's like, if you're a foot, be a foot. <laughs> if you're a hand in the body, be a hand. He's like, the foot doesn't get mad that the hand is seen up here and the foot's covered by a shoe. The foot's like, Hey, this whole thing this whole body can't balance without me being a foot. So be a foot. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. James 3, 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitty, bitty, if, bitty scent, I'm just kidding. But if you harbor, <laughs> I'm just saying, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. So if you are struggling with envy or selfish ambition, like you want this, which is another way of comparison could come out when somebody else is getting it or you're not getting it and you just want to take everyone down, don't boast about it, but also don't deny the fact that it exists, okay? Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and what? Demonic. Mm-hmm. There's a wisdom from the earth that put Jesus on the cross. These These men in first Corinthians two, you read about it. They literally put Jesus on the cross because they wanted everyone to come to them, which is comparison and jealousy. They wanted to be the ones, but they had been praying for the very Messiah. And when he was there, they were so ravaged with self and with the law and the wisdom of the world that they took out the very man that came to save them, that they had been hoping for and praying for. It's demonic. It's a demonic wisdom and a demonic wisdom is one of its fruits is comparison. So for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Guys, this is the word of God. So where this exists, any selfish ambition, which is, I really believe the fruit of selfish ambition is comparison. 
there you find disorder in every evil practice. A relationship is gross. You can't stop like hating them. You can't stop thinking about them. You just have these fake conversations in your head about them. You go tell everybody about them. It's Mm -hmm. disorder and it's evil. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. So if you are going to live in the opposite spirit of comparison, which is evil and demonic, that's crazy. It's demonic. And I don't want to call it out for what yeah. it is. Yeah. If you're going to live in that place, then your fruit in your life is disorder and evil. And it's, it's not, it's literally the opposite of the wisdom that comes. Like when you carry your authority, as Candace was saying earlier, it's pure it's peace-loving, it's considerate, it's submissive, it's full of mercy and good fruit, it's impartial, it sees both sides, and it's sincere. If you sow this kind of wisdom and love, you reap this kind of thing in holiness and righteousness, which is what our whole podcast is about. And that's James 3, 13 through 18. So we're just going through scripture, calling it for what it is, and letting you know what the word of God says about this very thing. I love love it. Before I even read this, I want to say something. You, when you watch somebody get baptized, do you get mad that that person's up on stage and everybody's cheering for him? You don't, you don't, <laughs> it's you're, like, true. you're like, everybody's noticing him, not me, but there's no difference between doing that as opposed to doing something else to be like, well, nobody's told me I did a great job. Nobody's even seen everybody sees what they're doing over there, but nobody's looking at me. Oh, oh there's yeah. no difference. Yeah. And I do want to say to the praise of man, like, I- I'm just saying all of this can literally sow the seed of comparison mm-hmm. and jealousy and envy. And I remember when I first started public speaking, the insecurities that come, which is why so many people won't even do it, that are the attempting insecurities. I literally do not base my sermon and how I did based off of how people come and tell me how it was for them. And when they do, I don't let that seep in and make it about me. I say, thank you so much. I'm so glad. And in my heart, I'm telling you every time I say, God, thank you for your word. Thank mm-hmm. you for touching their heart because I know that that was you. And I'm not like, oh, it's the Lord, brother. It's the Lord, sister, with this false humility. It's like, no, I chose to submit to the word of God and release it. So I'm glad that you were touched, but it's the word of God that touched you, not the word of Jamie Lynn, right? I'm literally the microphone. So I can say, thank you. That microphone is beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) God made it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's fine to say thank you. But in my heart, I can't allow those affections, those compliments, whatever it is to be like, because there will be times when people never say anything to you. But when you are so connected to the father, you get to hear his correction, his love, his, you you stay teachable, his celebration over you delivering a word. Like you've just got to be real with you and God, right? And not rely on man to fill that place for you, though it is very encouraging. And we'll share scriptures about that in a little Mm -hmm. bit, how important that part of our life is. So, um, yeah, and I did, this brought me to John 10, 10. I feel like this is kind of like a core scripture that everybody should know. I Most of y'all probably already do. But I'm like, the Lord was like, hey, if when you are in comparison or when you're in that place of jealousy, it's like yeast in your body. Mm. There are certain things that get you and that grow, that grow without even, with hardly ever being fed. Anger is one of them. I feel like anger can seep through. But anytime we feel a little bit of jealousy or comparison, it can spread like wildfire if it is not quickly contained. And so the thief comes to only, he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and live it to the full. So the comparison comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jealousy will come to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's not just yourself. It can actually, jealousy can destroy your life. Yeah. I've seen jealousy destroy relationships, not yeah. just friendships, marriages. Because a little bit got in. And it became this horrible thing that just infested everything they did. You can't, you have to, ladies, we are responsible for ourselves and we are responsible for answering to the Lord. You have to bring these things before. And I promise you, he, this crazy nutcase, I was extremely jealous when we first got married. I was bad. I'm like, you were home, like, I, we're not even going to get into all of it. You could ask my husband. He will tell you. And he laughs. He thinks it's funny now, but I'm like, I was. I, I was like, I don't share. And I constantly would say that phrase, but it became this thing where I've taken us to the Lord and he's like, he's not even yours. He's mine. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, that like, and I'm not to say that your marriage is invaluable, valuable. It is. I don't even know where this came from. Sorry. It's but good. It's so valuable. The Lord has created it, but if the Lord puts something together, do not trust him to keep it together. 
stop putting that dependency on your husband and stop putting that burden on your spouse because it doesn't belong to them. That's your issue, your issue to work up between you and the Lord. And you should repent to him and then repent to your spouse. Sorry. And it's really, and it's really toxic too. I just want to say that when you, when you take on somebody else's offense, like if I'm hearing you talk to me, there is another side to the story. Mm -hmm. If somebody's bothering you and you're talking to me and I don't know this person. And all of a sudden I'm like, because I love you and I know you. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't want to be friends with that person. That person's awful. But really, yeah. but really my friends hurt and jealousy and comparison is what's talking, not mm-hmm. the heart of God where that conversation wouldn't be happening at all. Anyway, for realsies, I'm not talking about being sin. I'm not talking about sin that needs to be called out and whatever. And this is a whole other story. I'm saying like, your jealousy, you could literally cause somebody else to sin from your jealousy. You can cause people to sin because of your jealousy in comparison, you causing people to sin. That's not good. I don't want that. I know you don't want that. Yeah. Okay. First Corinthians three, one through four brothers and sisters. This is Paul. I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly mere infants in Christ, isn't that encouraging? So real. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? I love what he's saying because he's calling this, this group of people out, this church out, like, hey, you are worldly. And God calls us to not love the world, but to love him and be light in the world. We are not called to look like everybody else. And I'm just saying he's calling it for what it is, jealousy and quarrelsome. And yes. we don't have to go on about that. I don't want to look like Lucifer who yeah. rules the world. I don't want to look like him. I don't want to fall from my, my inheritance in heaven, which is a daughter to, to look like the world and to, for such temper, this yes. world is so temporary and heaven is so eternal. And when you can live with the mindset of eternity, it's a lot easier to face these things like, man, this doesn't exist in heaven. I don't want it to exist here. And it is so awkward, so uncomfortable in your flesh to stand your ground, even in love and humility when nobody else around you is in this area, but you could be the one that breaks through for everybody around you. Anyways, I could keep going. But what you just said too, because in that verse, he said, I could not address you. He he couldn't address them the way he wants to because they weren't mature enough for it. So the Lord has things. If you are in this place, we love you. We're not condemning you, but he has more for you that he can't even give you because you're still on milk. He wants to give you meat. He wants to give you bread. He wants to give you more revelation, but you, this is something you have to lay down or your heart's not ready for it. And how many of you are mad that you're not where you think you should be? And the very thing that you're thinking is actually what's withholding your promise I don't want a jealous woman preaching from the front to feed from. Mm -hmm. I don't want to eat from your tree. I don't want to go to a businesswoman who is struggling with jealousy and it keeps my business from growing that God gave me to grow because she's struggling with comparison. Like I love, this is why why it's so important. We'll get to this. We'll get to that scripture later too. But I'm just saying like, I love this Candace that you're pointing this out. Literally. I have had moments in my life where I wasn't where I thought I should be because I was exactly where I was yeah. choosing to be. Thank you, Jesus, that you never gave me what I thought I should have in those moments yes. and that you used those moments to help me humble myself before God and move forward. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're talking about comparison, uh, comparison. It can be prideful. And so the opposite of pride humility, what you just said, for we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3, 23. I was like, no, but we can't earn our place in heaven. And so when I say this, I want to point something out. We, a lot of times as women, because the world is on a grade system, you grade your kids. We don't, but like your kids get a grade at school. How do you know how well they're doing? They get an A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but they get a grade report and that is how you know how they're doing in school. So in sports, how do you know how well they're doing? They get first, second, third place, so on. We have adapted this as a Christian society, as a church body, unfortunately, not everybody. When I say this, this is not, this is not for everybody, but I see this with women in the church and it's not in every church and it's not all the women, but we've come in with our grading system. And we say, if I do, I'm doing these things, 
these things will happen. And if these things don't happen, I must not be doing enough. And I have seen people over and over use their, what they had in their flesh, what they could control in their flesh to earn those things. They cannot be earned. And when we are looking for approval, we can't come by human approval. I put out a video and I just want to say again, this is something I struggled with the past month and a half. And this was a weird comparison, y'all. This was something odd that came for me and my husband, not from him. Like he's like, he's loving me through it. But I came one day, I was like, I've been jealous of the way you have this thing with God lately that I haven't had, which is so weird. God and me, like God loves me. I know he does. I love the way he talks to me. He's so gentle with me. He's very firm with my husband. I think it's really funny the way he talks to my husband because it's very much like, hey, come on, let's get going. Yeah, it's and God's kind of, like, kind of how he talks to me a little God's bit. like, hey, hi, honey, how are you? And he's so gentle with me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get into it because I'll start crying, but I love that. But like my husband had this revelation and the weirdest thing came over and I was like, what? Lord, how come you didn't give it to me? I love the face. Seriously. I was like, how come you didn't give it to me? I was like, I was asking for that. Like, I want this. And I like, guys, like a five-year-old, like it bothered me so bad. And I'm having this conversation because I wanted to put this out. I didn't want to let it fester. I went straight to my husband. I was telling him these things. He's trying to be sweet. I think he thinks it's funny because he's like seeing the things that me and the Lord have going on. He's like, why? Anyhow, the Lord in his gentle, wonderful way brought me to John 19 and something I'd never seen before. So Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem. He's getting ready for the Passover feast. This is the last time he enters Jerusalem before he is crucified. And people are stopping. Everybody congregates. They come to greet him. They're throwing down. I can't remember the branches. Palm branches. Thank you. <laughs> they're throwing down the branches and they're taking off their cloaks and throwing it down. People at most typically had two changes of clothes. And that was if you were really well off. They did not have all these extra clothes. There's a massive deal there throwing these down. So from human standards, you're looking at this and you're like, wow. And they're saying, blessed is he, uh, blessed is the king. They're calling him king. They're recognizing for what he is, that he was coming from the Lord. And he has this entrance into Jerusalem within a week. Some, most of these people are the same ones yelling, crucify him. And that is what you want to prove that any approval you go on the earth looks exactly like that. They can be your biggest fans one minute and they can be celebrating you and like, yes, you're amazing. I love this. And then within a week, be the same one saying crucify him. Yeah. We, none of our approval should ever be measured on this earth by human standards, by Amen. human value, by the things that other people are telling us. Our value has to come from God and God yeah alone yeah and you know when you're valued by the lord because like you are you're walking authority you're confident in who you are you are celebrating the things that the lord gives you and you are celebrating the things of the kingdom so when that person's accomplished something it could be noticed by the entire world but if it's for the kingdom you are standing up shouting you're like amen yes holy is the lord because this thing is happening yeah and you're not wondering why haven't i got that why yeah. are they not why are they not celebrating me for yeah. doing this thing yeah you know, it's, it's interesting because I even think I've had people who do not do life with me that I like saw after like 10 years or like, yeah, I struggle with jealousy, how many views you get or how you're doing in media. And I'm like, man, hear me out. I didn't say this to them, mm -hmm. but it was like, man, that's crazy that somebody that far removed from me would feel that way. And then I'm like, man, that's pretty common in the world, but also there's a cost that comes for people who are being obedient. Like I think about Noah, this has been really big. I had a prophetic word that the Lord was raising up Noah's in this generation who will build what God has called them to build no matter what. And if you think about Noah, right, like right now, are you going to be faithful when the world comes against you, when jealousy comes against you, when comparison comes against you, when it tries to come at you to agree with it? Noah, think about how lonely Noah must have felt, right? How crazy it must have been to the world for Noah to be building a giant ark, but he was obeying God and he found his source in God. And how many people were alive on the earth? I don't know. That could have heard the Lord and been on that ark because they chose the wisdom of heaven and not the wisdom of the oh, world. Oh my word. The Bible yes. consistently reveals that there are so many moments when few actually, it says the narrow path few choose. Everyone is called, but few choose. So I'm telling you, you are called, but you may not be choosing. 
Are you choosing yes or no? There's no, mm, there's no hesitation. Are you all in or are you not? And if you're part of our tribe, our hope is that you're all in because that's what we want. We want to raise up a remnant of Noah like women, women who will literally show up like Esther did for an entire people group. She could have said no. And the Lord would have found someone else. He would have found somebody else, mm -hmm. but because she said, yes, it was like, you were born for such a time as this. It's not like a cute little, like, oh, you were born for such a time as this to no, start a podcast. It was like, no, you were born to possibly die for a moment that you believe God could step in yes. for. So I just want to encourage you, like it is a costly road to pave what you're going to, what you are called to pave as a stay at home mom. It may be costly to not bring in as much money because you refuse to let the world system teach your children. And I'm not saying this about everybody, but hear me out. It is costly to not bring in an income, to live off one income, to sacrifice that in the world, to be able to stay home with your parent as, as a parent with your kids so that they don't look like if you send your kids off into the world system, they're going to look like the world system, period, depending on how you've prepared them. So I'm just saying it is costly. Are you willing to pay the cost to not live in comparison and selfish ambition and whatever it is? Because anyways, we can get to that. Or later. the opposite of that. Are you yeah. called to put your kids in public school to be missionaries and everybody's coming at you be like, I can't believe you're doing that. Do you know what they're exactly. learning? And you're like, no, this is what my, I'm listening to the Lord. It's whatever the Lord is calling you to. And you're paying the cost at home to go through the word mm -hmm. of God with your kids. And if your kids are in the school system and it's you are fight. not, it is not your children's pastor's job. I'm saying this as a past children's pastor. I just feel like this needs to be said so random, but there's a lot of mamas on here. Listen, if you and your husband aren't teaching the word and showing your kids what it looks like to spend time in the world. I mean, in the word of God, and you're sending them to public school, you are doing them a disservice and they will look like the world, mm -hmm. but you need to pay the cost of this narrow path. If you're going to send them out there and it is more than possible. I was, we were in the world, we were in the worldly system that was so crazy and vile and learned things. We shouldn't have learned I that was way. In the world, y'all. I was straight up in the world and the Lord still. And the Lord, <laughs> showed grace yes. So, so we just want to encourage you. Okay. Let me jump into this because yes. I could go on a rabbit trail. Philippians right. 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others, above yourselves, mm -hmm. not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. I just want you to know Jesus could have been the most ultimate celebrity Christian yeah. on earth when he walked. He chose not to be. He chose to humble himself. He actually could have been like, no, 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 I'm not going to go to the cross. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay the that cross. Pharisee that ever lived. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm going to, I'm not going to go to the cross. Like, I don't want to go through all that pain. That's, are you kidding me? But because he did, like he laid down his life. And so I just, I, I feel that it's important to say that even when it comes to like posting on social media, cause it's so common and that is my world, mm. I will never post to prove a point. I will never post to try to make a point to one person paying attention. I will never make a post because I think it'll go viral. I will never make a post because I want people to see me and know me. And this is a great expression of who I am. I will never make a post because I want people to like it. And because I'm feeling down and maybe if I post this and these people will like it, I literally will not post. If I feel anything, if selfish ambition or vain conceit rising up in me, because it is tempting. It is so tempting at times. So rather in humility, I want to celebrate people and value them. So do you have another scripture to read or do we want to I talk did. about examples? Okay. Um, are we talking about just celebrating? Yeah, no, not yet. Oh, then yeah, we'll go. You so go. I just want to make a list real quick. Okay. Some of the examples I wrote down about comparison, and then we're going to jump into like the hope of mm -hmm. Jesus. Okay. Someone else is struggling with this in your world and they come to you. And then all of a sudden you start feeling like this rub of like, man, what is up with this person? Mm -hmm. And then you start taking on their jealousy and their comparison because the way they're talking to you, this has happened to me so many times. And I've had to repent because I'm like, I don't battle this. They battle this. So what do I do? I turn and I pray. I pray for them. I repent. I confess. I keep moving forward and I pray for them. And I do not let them. And I love what Patricia King said. She said, do not build boundaries out of offense and hurt 
build them with God if he calls you to, but love them and love them beautifully and love them well in humility, preferring them over yourself. And I'm not talking, look, if somebody's battling with comparison and jealousy, you do not need to be flattering them and feeding the demon. Okay. Don't feed the demon, but you can love them the way God's called you to love them. And that requires the wisdom of heaven. And he will reveal that to you uniquely for that person Two, someone else is promoted in a position that you wanted. And then all of a sudden you get jealous. But if you trust in God, I'm telling you, this is so freeing. I feel like I'm in this place and I'm like, I'm not bragging about this. I'm saying it's just, it is the Lord. (laughs) If somebody got something that I wanted, I would be like, oh God, you must be protecting me. You yes. really must be protecting me. And I, I have this very open friendship with, with somebody where a similar season in life, they got something that was communicated to me that I would also be getting and I didn't get it. And you know what happened? God was like, yeah, I'm protecting you. They are called to be here and do this right now. But for you, I'm protecting you from something that you don't need right now. Don't know why, don't need to know. Jealousy and comparison didn't come in. Yes. So someone else may be promoted into something that could have been communicated to you, whatever. But guess what? If you trust God and you're following him, you'll be exactly where you need to be and when you need to be there. And God opens doors that only he can open and closes doors that only he can shut. Amen. Yes. So period. A person cannot do that for you. Okay. This is, are y'all ready? Someone else is doing what you desire to do. And then all of a sudden you start measuring up. Well, they're not this and I am where they're not that. And I am. Don't do that. Don't do that. Who cares? You pray for them. If you see their weakness and it's that loud, you pray for them. And don't you ever speak about them until you are prayed up and you have the father's heart, not even to your husband, not even to your best friend. You pray for God's heart and you speak from that place. Don't measure yourself against them. A measuring stick will always fail because God always calls the unqualified people. Not always, but often we just see so many times. It's like you used who? That's what I feel like. That's with me. I was like, you have this going, you've been trained for this. You have a gift for media. You've been gone to school for this. And when we started doing this, I remember like, I stayed home. I have little to no education. (laughs) And I was like, it's totally different. And the thief can do that. And you know what my response was like, God, I've been praying for a team for years and you brought (laughs) Candace and she's amazing. And we have something different to offer, but she wasn't festering in that. We talked about it. And what? we move forward. I want to say something. I pray the Lord brings this to you. If not, talk. We are vulnerable. <laughs> like, I'll call her and be like, listen. I, and it's like deep stuff. And I think it has kept jealousy comparison. Like, I don't, y'all, I love celebrating her. I love it when she gets to go to these speaking engagements. She's doing so much that I'm not doing. It has never once been like, oh, I don't get to do it. I don't. I love celebrating her. But we are very vulnerable in what we have to what we're struggling with, too. Um, not in a gossipy way, but Hey, I'm struggling with comparison today. I'm struggling with, um, I want to be petty. Like I did, I told this morning, I was like, there's something that happened. I want to be petty. And I was like, and I'm struggling with that. I, would you pray that I am unoffendable? And you celebrate when they're not petty, when they wanted to be. Yeah. And I'm like, but you, I was like, pray for that. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm having to fight this. Yeah. I haven't given yet. And I was like, but I want to, and I was like, help me fight this help. And yes, it makes a world of a difference. When I, we talk about when you are transparent and you literally are putting everything like, Lord, I need help with this. I need help with this just because the Lord knows what you're going through, but you speaking it out and giving him control of it will change your entire life. And I also want to say there are times when you do not need to confess this to the person you're battling it with. Um, we have, we're family. We're literally cousins. Yeah. We go, we have a history. It's She's like, stuck with me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> sisters are different than friends. And mm-hmm. I do believe friends can become sisters. I have people like that in my life, but this is what I want to say. I have had somebody come to me before and tell me what they were jealous about or comparison, comparing about it in my weakness, their, their confession to me became Satan's voice. And, and yeah. it was like, so, so you don't use need discernment. To, yeah. Don't tell everything. Discernment. Yes. You don't need to go. Yeah. You just, I mean, if you did something wrong, you better go apologize to that yeah. person and ask for forgiveness and all that. Okay. And then here's another thing. This is the last thing. And then we're going to move on to the, what we're called to do is set apart women. We just want to get there and go for the jugular and heal in a beautiful way. Not yes. in a way, not a killing yes. way. <laughs> no, like jugular, like let's go for the thing that could be deep and let's pull out it. Let's pull it out by the root. Yeah. So it can't fester and grow anymore. Okay. Ready? What cost did they pay yes. when no one was looking? The person that is in the position they're in. 
everyone is paying a cost when nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, I don't tell you every, I'm not a, you've paid I, costs. I have sure. paid costs. I have. So have you, mm-hmm. so have you, I don't brag about the cost I've paid. I pay the cost. And sometimes I'll look back and I'm like, Whoa, I can't believe I went through that. But because I went through that, I'm able to do X, Y, Z. Okay. So I just want you to know that. I also want you to know with my personality and my skill set in the world, I could literally be so much further in the world standards, have so much more of a following, could have paid for followers, could have paid, hired somebody to market my name and push me so that, oh, quote unquote, I could get the gospel out. And um, and there may be people that the Lord calls them to do that. I just want to address that right it's now. Not bad. And it's I'm just not, saying, yeah. if the Lord told them to do that, awesome. He's never told me to do that. But I'm saying, I feel like I could have built this whole platform. I could have... Uh, there was a moment a few years ago during the election where if I caught up with a lot of Christians did this, I'm not saying this to Slaner, I just want you to be aware. They, they rode this Trump wagon where the they, they the political wave and they started talking about him and they gained this huge falling because all these people wanted to hear about Trump and they got famous off this thing. But did they pay a cost to get there or did they really do it because the Lord called them to? I hope you hear me. Are they paying a cost now? Right. And so I just want to say not only that, but what, what costs have they not paid because they chose to get there in the world standards that they, like Candace just said, they will be paying. So I'm just saying you cannot compare yourself to somebody else and where they are. And you just need to keep paying the cost every day of following God and laying down your life and loving the hell out of this world and the people around you by being so radiant and love. And you know what? People who are in the world were so jealous of Jesus that they began to slander how offensive his sound was, how offensive the gospel really was lived out because it wasn't comfortable and it wasn't what they expected because they weren't prepared when he came. So yes. you need to be prepared because this man is coming back and you are called to prepare a way and you cannot prepare a way with jealousy. You're preparing a way for people to fall like Satan did when you are caught up in the world. And that's intense, but it's true. So sure. People are paying the cost and recognize the fact, and you can pray for them and cover them. And so many leaders are following because they got where they did because they rode a popular wave in the world. And then they're falling because these little hooks get caught in of deceit and sin. And then it comes out and they fall. And I hate that. I grieve for that. I don't want that. So we can encourage people now. Yeah. To not do that. Start. Okay. Yay. Ephesians 421. 429, <laughs> let no corrupt, corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So we kind of talked about this last week yeah. on the gossip episode, which you should totally go check out if you haven't yet, but check it out when right. you're talking like Candace is really into this right now. I she's really am. I, I think kidding, I just get excited and forget to breathe. <laughs> so she's yawning. Okay. So hear me out. No corrupting talk comes out of your mouth. Jealous people gossip and slander Mm -hmm. and comparison. And then you start like, you try to get people on your team to agree with you. Don't do that. Only share what's good for building up as it fits the occasion that you're in, that it may give grace to those who hear. I want people to be filled with grace and excitement and love and encouragement. Yeah. Um, Proverbs 11, 25, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So you reap what you sow. If you're constantly pouring in others, women love to just compliment each other. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's flattery. And Don't sometimes be, yeah. it's Avoid the flattery. Let's look for genuine things. Let's look for genuine things that the Lord sees about them. Let's pour into them in life-giving ways. So you're pretty, <laughs> every girl loves to hear that, but Wow you have a heart for others. I saw what you did there. That was so selfless. That was amazing. Let's pour into the fruits that the Lord wants to see, not what the world wants to see. It's so good. And I think that's so important to focus on it. Like, I don't want you to be afraid, like just ask God every day. How can I sow your goodness? How can I sow your goodness into someone? How can I, God, how can I pray for, um, Candace, I'm going to pretend, how can I pray for Candace? God, I'm struggling with jealousy. And what are you saying? And I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I repent for these feelings. I'm just asking for your help. How can I sow goodness into her today in prayer? You're going to reap what you sow. If you sow gossip, people will gossip about you. People are going to gossip about you no matter what, when you're following the Lord, but I'm saying you will reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to go? Yeah. Hebrews three thirteen. but exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today 
that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So I'm exhorting you. I'm empowering you. It's exhortation. It's a gift to call people higher. It's, it's correcting and loving. And it's like, do life with people who call you higher. Like Mm -hmm. when Candace and I talk, she's like, Hey, could you be struggling with this right now? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Or, or, Hey, you know what? I, I just like, I see this in you. I see that God's doing this and it's God, it's God, it's God. And you're mm-hmm. exhorting them to be who God called them to be every day. As long as it's called today, you don't know if you have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't, but you do have today. So like make it the best day every day so that nobody can be hardened. Don't lead people to sin by the deceitfulness of sin. Yeah. Um, I didn't open Okay. Up, so you can do the next one. Okay. I'll, so I'll here's one of my favorites. Are you ready? Two are better than one. This is Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. What? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, I love that. if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Check it out. This is loaded. My, I love that. My version says, as you sure says, have a good reward for their toil. And mine said a good return for their labor. I love it. So yes. And listen, you, if you are alone and you do not have a tribe, we are creating a tribe. You have got to show up and get involved in a church community. You've got to run with people. Cause I'm telling you in Proverbs 18, one, it even says one who's isolated can't even hear sound wisdom. So I'm just saying two are better than one. There's a good reward. If you can't keep warm alone, you like, if Candace is struggling with this, I can call her higher. If I'm struggling with this, she can call me higher. It's just amazing. That's the beautiful thing about marriage too. That's why you need to wait for the right one to come along who will live this with you. Mm -hmm. Don't settle. And so, um, we can get into ways that we can practically combat yeah. This, or do you have something you want to read? Um, I have, there's, they're right next to each other. So, um, in first Corinthians 12, it says, just as the body, the one has many parts, but all it's many parts form one body. So it is with Christ since we're, for we're all baptized in one spirit as to form the body, whether Jews, Gentiles, slave or free, we're all given the one spirit to drink. Even so the body is not made up of one part, but many. And then right above it, it's talking about how he hands out spiritual gifts and it says to one is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of the healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and still to another interpretations of tongues if we it only works when we all come together. And actually, if we are all working in the gifts that the Lord gave us, we are confident in that place. That's when the church body just explodes. That's when you see, literally, that's when you see revival. That's when you see such a movement of love that people can't help but see the Father. You will not always be noticed in the works you do for the Lord. And it is actually better not to be noticed. When you're not noticed, your treasure is for sure not being built on earth, but is being built in heaven. And that is our main goal. When we, it talks about even the Pharisees is like their return for, they're seeing the return for their labor. They're getting what they want. Everybody's noticing them fasting, how they'd be out and they'd be willing. Like, look how righteous I am. I'm fasting. They're getting their, they're getting their reward right then. Cause we're always like, Oh, look how great they are. Look how holy. No, but when we do those things in secret and we are only doing for the Lord, yeah. those things we can guarantee at that moment, like, Lord, I'm just doing this for you. So your treasure is literally being built and stored up in heaven. Yeah opposed to this earth yeah i love that and the lord says what you do in secret will be rewarded in public Mm -hmm. so what are you doing and you know we've talked about this many times but this is really a big part of comparison and jealousy as well and i i am living proof of the deliverance from this it is so amazing to be delivered from this so um you know there's the scripture that says if a man lusts after a woman in his heart it says he he committed adultery. So saying like your thoughts, your inward thoughts and dialogue, the things in your heart are just as powerful as your actions. Cause he's always looking at your heart throughout scripture. I don't even know how many times it says that he's after your heart. He wants your heart to turn fully and completely to him. And so what's so profound about this is God wants to deliver you. If you are battling comparison or jealousy, and you're just constantly like criticizing and comparing yourself internally to people, and you may be really kind 
or nice, let me say nice on the outside, kindness comes from your heart. It is a way of living. Nice is like, you have to be, and you're just being that way, even though in, inside you don't feel that way. Yeah. I used to be so hard on myself. I compared myself to what I thought I should be more than I compared oh, myself to people. Yeah. And I still think that's a thing people battle, but there were times when I was very critical, judgmental, jealous, compared myself internally towards people. And it will, people can feel that, but I got delivered. It is so nice to live internally with the thoughts I have towards people or myself now. And he wants that for you. So if you battle this, we want to pray for you to be delivered the way that we have. And the only way to, is to completely turn your heart to him. Say, God, forgive me for the spirit of comparison. Start naming the people that you've been unkind towards in your heart, out loud towards friends. It's not always about going to somebody and saying it. It's, it's really about your heart because if your heart is pure, then I will be pure towards Candace with what comes out of my mouth. So we want to pray for that, but I want to share four things. Do you have anything else to share? Okay. Here's four ways to live in this freedom that God has called you to, and to maintain this deliverance that you're going to receive right now in Jesus name. One, celebrate and pray for others who are doing what you desire to do or who are leading you and serving you or around you, period. Whoever may come up that you may feel jealous of or whatever, pray for them. They may not have somebody praying for them. Pray for them. Celebrate them. Two, remain thankful. Thank God for who he has created you to be what he's doing in your life. Now, if you're thankful and you're living with a thankful heart, you it is hard to, to be hard on yourself because he is moving every day. If you'll just open your eyes and your mouth into the atmosphere that you're in and create a spirit of thankfulness to remind yourself of how amazing he is and how good he is Two, no three, fill yourself (laughs) with God's word, read his word. It is so amazing. It's to exhort you, to correct you, to love you, to empower you, to lead you. God's word is so, is so important. And when, when his word is in you, it comes out of you. Right. And then four, celebrate that people are obeying God and pray that they stay within his vision and not the world's vision. So you do for others what you would hope somebody would do for you. If you were in their shoes, celebrate when Noah starts building the ark, celebrate when that girl launches the podcast, even though you haven't launched yours yet, celebrate when that person is taking their kids at home and their stay-at-home mom, even though that's what you want, but you know, the Lord's calling you to keep your kids Mm -hmm. in public school, celebrate them, pray for them. Do not let a seed of bitterness come in and stay thankful. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Are you guys ready? We're going to pray for you. We lead out in prayer and um, we lead out and let's, let's pray. deliver. Come let's on. be done. Yeah. yeah. You want to start? Um, yeah, I'll start. Okay. Father God, we just want to thank you so much for allowing this opportunity for every single woman that you have made an appointment with that is listening to this today. We thank you for the freedom that you're about to deliver and bring. We thank you for the authority that we are getting ready to walk in Lord Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. Father God, we submit to you. We submit to the training, Mm -hmm. to the molding that you have over us right now. Lord, we want, we want so bad just to walk in your will for us. So Father God, I ask right now that you just lay your presence over every single woman listening. I ask that you come into the car, come into the kitchen, wherever she is listening to this right now, Lord, expose the things that need to be exposed. If there's jealousy, if there's comparison, if there's insecurities, Lord, we ask that you show those to her right now. I ask that they're with their repentance, Lord, comes a flood of your love. So they know who they are in you. Lord, we are asking for a brand new, fresh flood of identity that belongs in you that we can walk with. Lord, show these women who you are, who you created them to be, what they're supposed to walk in, who are they supposed yeah. to come in contact with? Lord, we thank you so much for what you're getting to do and the move you're getting ready to make. Yeah. And we ask God, um, girls, we just encourage you now, no matter where you are, like Hina said, turn your heart to him. Repent. Yes, Lord. Yes. Do not, do not hide. Do not ignore this truth that is dwelling inside you. If you're struggling with this, get that truth out and replace it with the capital T truth. It's like so cheesy, but it's so true and so real. And we ask spirit of God for you to fill every woman listening to this, that you would deliver them from comparison, from selfish ambition, from jealousy, from vain conceit. God, we ask for you to come right now and deliver every single woman who chose to listen to this or dude, if there's a man listening, we ask for your complete deliverance in the name of Jesus, that your love would mark our hearts, that we would be women who are known as ones who celebrate, who encourage, who thank, who pray. And I just feel like I'm supposed to say this. A lot of people say, hey, 
why don't you send a text and encourage the person you struggle with jealousy in? Please don't do that unless you really, it's genuine. Don't do it yes, for your sake. Yes. Do it because God leads you to, if he does lead you to, but just do everything from such a pure, real place. And so we ask God for you to just help lead us the motives of our hearts, that they would be exposed and that we would, that we would know who you are and that we would love where you created us to be right now. And that our hearts would be positioned. God, we ask that you prepare these women um, to exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today. Mm -hmm. And that none of us may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Yes. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We love you. We do. We love you so much. And we have loved hearing your stories, your testimonies, ladies. Yeah. And if you haven't taken the time yet, look, we could sound like a broken record. If you've heard this a million times, would you please go, if you're listening to Apple and go leave a written review of our podcast, Mm -hmm. it really helps and share this with your friends. And you can even share this with your girlfriends and be like, Hey, the last part of this, you've really been one who exhorts me and encourages me. I just want to thank you. Like who go, go thank the women who have lived this so beautifully in God's way in your life. And and be the woman, be the woman that other women trust and want to yes. be around. This is a quiet disease that I feel like share Ooh. this with every woman, you know, because you don't know who's struggling and who wants freedom so bad. And they don't know how to get it. Yeah. Don't so pass- share this with share everybody. It. Yeah. Share it. Don't passively aggressive share it, but share it, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I oh, think you need this. this. <laughs> I've been praying for you <laughs> because really you need to work on yourself. If you can be sending yeah. a message like that. Um, but yeah, so please go subscribe, leave a written yes. review, comment. Like, what are your thoughts about this? And on our YouTube channel, we want to hear something else to add. Yeah. And if you haven't joined our tribe yet, if you're not supporting us monthly yet, we are looking at making this a nonprofit because everything we're doing, but for now you can do a, um, you can go to Patreon. You can go to patreon.com backslash Jamie Linwana and you can support set apart women in the next America and all the things go follow us on Instagram. We want to know you. We're building a family. We know so many of you by name that we've only known through social media. So go subscribe to our email list and go, you know, sign up for all of our online mentorships yeah, retreats, little things coming. coming up um we've already done one we've done online mentorships we're getting ready to do another one so Every if you're month. not on our if you're not subscribed we send out an email like once a month i send out two to month. three a month okay personally i'm yeah. like it's yeah. so i'm like you don't get flooded this just keeps yeah. you updated with everything that's going on and then you'll be the first to know to sign up for stuff so yeah, yeah. we love you guys we love you so much we'll talk to you soon <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? Hey. Have you subscribed? What? I couldn't hear you. Have you subscribed? (laughs) She's like.